Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Cubs come to town. And thanks to producer Blooper, we've got Mike Janela in studio hosting the show. Blooper's still on the air. I'm not sure of that. <laughs> if anyone's watching, let us know. Otherwise, we're just talking to each other, yeah. which is still fun. I like hanging out with you guys. That's fine. It's a good time, yeah. Alongside Mike is our very own former Cubby, Bob Scanlon, who had some very interesting times during his playing days. So I actually <laughs> threw a ball away one time that ended up costing us a playoff game and after the game somebody pulled a gun on me afterwards are you said, serious can you not, not throw right? the blankety blank ball yes i had a gun actually pulled on me and i thought i am going to die right now because i could not throw the ball to first base and rounding up the crew it's chris ello who's pleased to have some people to talk padres with today but most of the day just talking to myself so it's a treat having yeah. someone's yeah. actually bouncing yeah. back to yeah. Yeah. now coming to you from the amr studio inside the western metal supply company building it's padre social hour with your hosts mike janella bob scanlon and chris ello happy monday and welcome to padre social hour bob this is a safe place so you can not really i had a bet on the cubs that game i should have brought my gun. Oh, really? I yeah. Didn't, I didn't realize that. that I've always got to watch. I got to watch my back, no matter what. You know how it is. <laughs> no, Chris. we it's got your back man. here. We're your beef. We got <laughs> you. We're watching the Cubs now take batting practice here as the fans trickle into Petco Park. We're here in the AMR studio. It's kind of the, the Scanlon Cup. Obviously, you're, you're Padres now, but you, you broke in the bigs with the Cubs. They're in town. I did. Well, I spent a time with a lot of different organizations, yeah. so there's a lot of different teams that I tried to ruin. You know, the Cubs were one <laughs> of them. I kept them out of the World Series for 103 years. But I think the spell that, that I've put on them is about to end. I mean, they, they've got a legitimately solid I ball don't club. I don't agree with that. You know, you, I, we got here today. First of all, I took a nap this afternoon, and I thought I woke up in Chicago. Because it's a lot of Cubs fans so around Cubs here. Fans yeah. everywhere. We've seen yeah. Very nice of the store pe- walking around. Very nice of the people at Wrigley to build a set for us <laughs> at Wrigley Field that's <laughs> yeah. identical to the one we have back in San Diego. Yep. Makes me feel at home. But, yeah, right. But every time I see a Cub fan, still, I just, in my heart, I feel for them all because I know that heartbreak is still just around the corner. <laughs> Best they record all, in the big. All, all these all-stars. And Chris thinks it's still going to be another year. They all believe this is the year. Another year. No, no, I'm not saying that it has to be. You're not telling me that there's a three-year window for this ball club to win a championship? Of course there is. All it right, just I, doesn't I, mean I, they're going to crawl through it. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, there's no guarantees, right? There's no guarantees in baseball for they sure. Get, you can't, they got but swept by the Mets last year. I mean, and I, I mean the Mets are different all right, team, different team, different day, different. They're a different year. experience. You didn't have the same starting pitching that they have now. This is a better team than it was last year. A few years ago, they got swept by the Diamondbacks. They got different swept by team. the Dodgers. Different team. 
It's different everything, but it's the Cubs still on a uniform. That is true. That has not changed. <laughs> that's the Absolutely. one thing that's not different. Yep. Uh, they are here for three. It's going to be a jam-packed house all three nights. Uh, we saw a lot of Cubs fans walking around town today, seen a lot already piling in, a lot of folks here in the team store as well. It will be an electric atmosphere. And don't forget, when these two teams met, speaking of different teams, the Padres were very different when they played back in May in Wrigley. But San Diego took two out of three, including a doubleheader sweep. Shoot. So you never know what you're going to get including these next three The Rockies nights. beat the Cubs two out of three both series this year. Yep. yep. The first series that they lost in the second half coming, so maybe we're catching them yeah, at the right, right time. Yeah, that's right. They just lost. Yeah. The they've they've been very hot, and it's going to be a very fun uh, three days. It's going to be a very fun show. We've got a lot planned for you. to be jam-packed. Nick Canepa, I see him. He's already here. Hi, Nick. <laughs> right. Nick's ready to go. Here on He's Monday to, to give out his weekly grades. He's getting ready to give out his F-pluses. Yes. <laughs> he loves those. It's, it's a trademark of Nick yes. to give out the F-pluses. Um, Peter Seiler, managing partner for the Padres, is planning on stopping by a little bit. We ha In a little bit, we haven't talked to him since before the All-Star game, so a lot to catch we up should, on. We should all thank him for not trading us somewhere. Yeah, thankfully <laughs> we're here. traded everybody else. Unfortunately, hey, Blooper's not, still here. Not, the deadline's not over, right? The uh, trading deadline's over, but you can still be put on I the don't roster, think, so I don't we're think not we, safe, I don't buddy. think you could pass through waivers. Oh, we're safe. You're good. You're don't good. worry. I probably could. I think you <laughs> could, Chris, but <laughs> yeah, Bob is could, most likely yeah. safe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you have any questions for him, send them our way. Hashtag PadresSH. There's also the live chat happening, as always, at Padres.com slash social hour. And if that's not enough... I also caught up earlier today. He came over after uh, he took some swings with Luis Perdomo and the Padres interpreter, uh, David Longley. He came by to talk about what was, I mean, the best start of his big league career yesterday, which was fantastic. So we're not going to talk too much about Luis because we broke it down with him. But very quickly, best you've seen him this year, yesterday? Oh, he was outstanding. Yeah. No question about it. And what was interesting, Chris, is early on in the game, he couldn't get to that outside corner against the right-handers, and so he was making a lot of mistakes on the outside part of the plate. It was coming back over, but he got through it, no problem, and then starting around the third inning, he started reaching out to that outside corner, and after that, it was all over because he was able to get to the fastball of the outside corner, use the two-seamer that's actually off the plate to catch the corner and complement that with a slider, and it was lights out. The thing is, is last time I was on the show uh, was with Randy Jones, mm -hmm. and Perdomo was pitching that day, and of course I picked him in our contest against Blooper. Yeah. So that didn't go. Which so is well. the kiss of death <laughs> yeah, whenever you do that. So well. But we did talk that day. Remember about the fact that he was due to give you one of those seven inning lights out games. It was going to happen somewhere. Yep. I'm glad it finally finally did, did it. Yeah, because yeah. he has been the five innings go great, and then he gives up three in the sixth or something like that. But yesterday, right. the only run he gave up was. We talked about this yesterday, Bob, an unearned run that he right. sort of self-inflicted. Otherwise, he was great. Yeah, and what's interesting is I think he's reaching a different phase now. So when he first started, he did, had no idea where the ball was going. He was just trying to throw it as hard as he could, which worked <laughs> in A-ball, right? Okay, so now that you've got to start fine-tuning things, figured out how to throw the two-seam sinker, power, you know, the power sinker. He, he started using that and, and rode that for five or six games where guys are like, oh, all of a sudden this kid's throwing the, the sinker 95, 96, and that worked. But now the rest of the league's like, okay, now we know where to look. we got to look down. So it's back upon him to say, okay, I can't just throw the sinker now. Now I've got to be a little bit finer with it. And so we're watching his development, and, it, and it's kind of fun step by step by step uh, to, to see this but kid I, continue but to get I, better. But I agree, as well as he's pitched this year, that Andy Green should not just hand him over a starting spot next year. I, I – I, I think you no, got he hasn't done enough hungry. to earn this in your eyes yet. No, I, for next year he's earned certainly a very uh, an inside track. Nobody's but I wouldn't yet, give any. They? Well, that's what people are saying. It's like, hey, is he in the starting rotation next year? And Andy Green said, no, not yet. Yeah, and I like that. 
Because I think everybody's got to prove it every single time you go out there. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be handed anything. Yeah, keep them hungry, keep them focused. Nothing's going to be handed over at this point. And we still don't know what's going to go on during the offseason in terms of other players that they might bring in uh, and and what's going to happen. So, yeah, yeah, you're you're as good as long as you're getting guys out at this point. Is anything – I mean, assuming he continues on this trajectory he's been on – can anything sidetrack him besides injury or external factors, or do you see this as sort of the progress that we can expect moving forward? Well, I think if this was a team that had f- three or four other solid starters and was going for a playoff run or something next year, you could look at it and say, you know what, maybe they go and grab a veteran guy and they send him back down to get seasoned a little bit more. But at this point, there's nobody in the organization that's going to get in his way. It's just he's got to continue to to develop and, and continue to show the progress that he has. But I don't see anything else, uh, you know, it looks like him. he's going to be part of this club moving forward. You would think. But, but yeah. I also need more seven innings, one run games. I mean, right. we had one yesterday. I need to see a little more consistently. You know, that I'll give you. Be, yeah, he's you a know, he's a work in progress, but he's, he's still, a, in an organization he's, he's where he'll get that word trajectory exactly. without question. And as you'll uh, hear and and see later when we do go to that uh, interview, he knows that too. He knows he's still got a lot of work cut out for himself, but he is very happy with what happened yesterday. And sure. again, he was in single A ball last year, so just the fact that he survived this well is you know kudos to him. So uh, congrats to Luis. Uh, another guy making a name for himself very quickly, another rookie for the Padres. Mm. Patrick Kivlihan, who came on our show yesterday and then ended up going back out and following that big first impression he made two nights ago with the home run with, you know, it's another great uh, time on base. Uh, He ends up being on base four times. He's four for his first six in the bigs. He has himself two RBIs, a pair of walks. He scored four times. Is this guy going to win the MVP or just the rookie of the year or what? Because he has come and been an electric addition to this offense. Can you give out awards? On six at bats, <laughs> sure. Everybody <laughs> else you, does, Chris. It doesn't stop off, everybody right? else from jumping it's on fun, the bandwagon. It, it's really funny how excited everybody is. Um, but no, I mean, put him in the mix. Put him in the mix with the rest of this out the outfielders. I, I, I to me, spring training is going to be a lot of fun next year because you're going to have six, seven, eight guys that all can make a claim that they should get some playing time and be regulars in this outfield, and they're all young and hungry and. I, I think it bodes well, and uh, put him in the put him on the list. Yeah, and, and let's keep this in perspective. Also, we just faced the worst pitching staff in all of Major League Baseball. Okay. So yes, I, that not, is worth mentioning. I suppose. Not, I'm not trying to, to you know <laughs> take the air out of the sail or anything like that. <laughs> no, but I'm just let's just be real here. You know, let, there's a lot of baseball left over the last month and a half, and it's tryout time. A lot of guys are going right. to get at bats. A lot of guys should get at bats in playing time because, I th- like you said, Chris, it's going to be an interesting spring training. There's going mean, to be a lot of young guys. I mean, who can honestly sit here right now and, and, and for sure say that they know one, two, especially not three, but any of the Padres starting outfielders next year? I mean, is there anybody who's locked in? I'd say Travis Jankowski He's for be me the closest. is the closest. He's yeah, the closest. Absolutely. And then you still have Margot and Renfro sitting a level below that haven't even gotten yeah, up here yet with all these other guys. Yeah, you're going to do with Dickerson? Yeah, all these guys who are staking I mean, their claims uh, so far. It's, it's um, great. And, yeah, by the way, the Cubs are bringing in Lester tonight, Arietta, and then Hendricks. So that's a very uh, big learning curve different. from the Diamondbacks to what Kiplahan yeah. and company will find uh, in these next three nights. Uh, I uh, – with the Cubs, this was once that, and I hate to mention his name. It's kind of like Voldemort around here, but Kivlahan joined Anthony Rizzo as the only Padres ever to get on base six times in their first two games. So he's off to a great start. Now we'll see if he can continue I hope it. that's where the comparison ends because after that, I think Rizzo went 0 for his next 36 with uh, 27 <laughs> strikeouts maybe. <laughs> Rizzo went, Rizzo went 0 until he got to Chicago. <laughs> pretty much. That's, pretty sure that's, that's how Padres fans remember yeah, it. That's pretty for much sure. what it was. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to step aside and have uh, Nick Hanifa on next. But first, 
Uh, Bob, you were here when this came in. It's Monday. Time for our tweet of the week. Oh, yeah. Remember which one this is going to be? Absolutely. Yeah, this on. is uh, Steve Knott who tweets in. This was after we had evidently one of the best segments of all time. A great start to the show. Yeah, it was our first <laughs> segment when Bob was on a couple days ago. And Steve, I forget what it even it was, but he said, good segment. I agree totally with all you have said so far. So everything we said, you know, he was on board. That's with. a good way to get tweet of the week. Oh, oh yeah. We're basically talking about Christos, so you know, <laughs> were the donuts that I brought in. So I mean, how can you screw that up, right? I think we were just talking about chocolate versus glazed. There's and a lot of good, a chat. lot of deep yeah. conversation. Right? I don't remember getting any it. tweets when I brought guacamole in. So really, that's, no. So that's don't be afraid good. to bring it in again, my friend. Yeah, I think that's okay. what you have to do is just bring <laughs> it in so that the folks can actually have a second right. chance to, to yeah, let you know how how much love they have for you. I also he tweeted at me this morning, but I see him now. Joe Costanzo here in person. Wanted to give him a shout-out. Came all the way from Vegas. Joe, good to see you, man. Padre Social Thanks for coming out. Time, and he's here in person <laughs> among a bunch of other That's folks. That's nice. Uh, so wanted to give Joe uh, a shout-out for coming out here. All right, Nick Canepa on the way, but we want you to be on the way to Petco Park to help join the Padres in celebrating the 80th anniversary of the Pacific Coast League and the legendary Ted Williams on Wednesday, September 7th. That's when the Padres take on the Red Sox, purchase a special theme game ticket package, and receive a limited edition PCL throwback jersey presented by Fanatics. Tickets available at Padres.com slash theme games. Get your report cards ready. Nick Canepa has his. We're back with his weekly grades right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour, getting you set for game one of three, Padres and Cubs. Edwin Jackson, former Cub, current Padre against John Lester, who is pitching in this. It'll be his 30th Major League ballpark of the current ones. He completes the cycle. And joining us now, getting us set for that game later, but looking back as we do every week, Nick Canepa. What's up, Nicky? How are you? How are you guys doing today? We <laughs> are great. Got you I've on the Cholula hot seat. Can I get an S plus Monday? for anything today? The Just first one right off the shoot. Just, just for his existence, just for just living. For offense gets an F plus this week. Oh, offense, yeah. So, uh, yeah. so because you love giving that grade because I, that because like isn't a grade that really I, exists. I'm a good guy, and I, you know, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's a little sweetener. The plus You're is a little a sweetener guy. for the tough medicine. I mean, uh, Norv Turner the, the thought that was his middle name after a, a few years. You know what I love about you. this time of year is when these guys come <laughs> up, and nobody knows if any of these guys are going to be any good. Sure. But they start playing against these teams that are out of it, and nobody cares, and they bat yeah. 500. That's true. And then they say, well, wait till next year with this guy. Then they don't even get out of, then they don't get out of spring training. I mean, it's really hard to judge people in August and September when you're out of the race. Well, really we'll see is. against the Cubs team that has the best record in the right. bigs how these guys stack up the next but three But I nights, still think it's a fair point that Nick makes because the Padres are playing with, with house money right now. All these guys are playing with no pressure. I mean, of course, they're trying to make an impact, but there's the games don't mean that much. I like to see how guys perform when it matters to their team. With a microscope. I mean, on. I thought their lineups against Tampa were staggering. I, 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 I just maybe the worst lineups I've ever seen on a Padre team. And they did not. <laughs> I mean, perf- I, they performed commensurately to that statement. Were, uh, obviously, let's get to the grades, Nick. So every week you come on a Monday, and this is for the previous week of games, right. week only. You give grades in four categories: offense, defense, pitching, and the coaching. You've already uh, given away your offensive grade, yeah, which was, was not good. It wasn't good. But F plus again, in case anyone missed it. Now I get it against Tampa Bay because that offense there was just non-existent. Right. 
But they didn't bounce back enough against Arizona no, to even get a, a D or a C they, out of you? They got the plus. No, they got a plus. That's all <laughs> that it gets out of you. It's just the plus. Can't knock the pluses. Can't knock the pluses. Pluses are huge. When pluses they're next to an F, you can knock them a little bit. Uh, but so, so not enough. That's all it got not out enough. of you. I mean, they batted 191 last week. Come on. No. Chris, you see, in, you see, in, he struggled. He, we thought after that slump that he was showing some signs of life again, but now he's, he's wow. I'm telling again. you, yeah. the worst Don't tell thing me home run derby. is home run Don't derby. tell me home run derby. I only brought it up he so was in he it for three. That. He was in it for three minutes. That's all it lasted. It wasn't there for well, an hour. Well, but his slump has lasted four two minutes, months. I should say. Well, I'm not going to take home run derby as any reason for it. Um, all right, so the offense in F+. plus. How about the, the defense? I'm assuming that will not be defense, that high of a grade Defense, either. no plus, an F. <laughs> flat F. Yeah, it's a terrible defense. And until they shore up this infield defense, and of course, now you've got pitchers like Scanlon who can't throw the ball back to <laughs> throw the ball to second base. I was not even on set to defend Catcher himself right the now. Ball Scanlon has been telling us all day defending Clayton Richard and how tough those throws were. And with all due respect, I pitched. Those aren't that tough of throws. I mean, get yourself, get some balance on the mound. Understand that there's a little, a little downhill there, and make your throw and put it on. I tell you, they, 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 if Come they on. don't, I don't care what they do. If they bring up the entire continent of South America, if they don't shore up that defense, they aren't beating anybody. They're trying a lot of pieces, and uh, Sardinas getting called up today. They're they're mixing and matching. Oh, they are. They're trying. They'll see what they can do. All right. So defense and effort. Especially in this ballpark. Yeah. Uh, no, how absolutely. about the tight game? How about the pitching? Pitching, I got a D as in dog. For you, that's like a B plus. And that was how that tough was you grade. So tough. That was kind of a you know that that's Perdomo a good pitch grade. Lights out yeah. Yesterday. Well. They played seven games. Oh, you're looking at the <laughs> other six? Oh, I thought you were just maybe. They didn't get an F. <laughs> it's been, it's, I mean, better than the week before. Right. I mean, ERA of five and a half. I mean, yeah. All right, yeah. I can't argue that I mean, there come with on. you too much. I mean, I uh, the coaching, though, good grade for them this week. You I saw them. this grade ahead of time, and I'm ready to go. Go ahead, Nick. I, 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 you got you to gotta look at what's happening. They get an A. An A for the coaching. an A, and I got I to hear the uh, reason. You got it. Well, because we, right now we have a manager who's like a mad scientist. He's just experimenting every night. Uh, and like I say, what they did in Tampa, I don't, I don't know how they could have possibly beaten anybody. Uh, it's just a very hard – I think managing right now is a very, very difficult thing. Well, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, I mean, your record is still your record, is well, it not? But no, what, what positions well, I mean, is Andy an Green playing? <laughs> what position did Andy well, Green? Actually, he might put himself out there one of these days. Well, you'd be you'd be tougher on them, Chris, this I, week than an tougher. A. It's not tougher. I like the job overall that Andy Green's done. I, I just find when I'm sitting there languishing in fourth place and I'm trying to stay out of the cellar, I just find it hard to give my coaching staff an A at I'm, any I, point. I, I, I just that, can't. I just cannot blame the coaching staff on this. And Andy Green, I guarantee you, could throw the ball to second base. Maybe we'll see by I the end of September. I'm not, I'm not going um, to. I'm agreeing with you on that. All I'm right, not, thank I'm you, Nick. Hey, Nick, that. real quick, we talked about this. Uh, I figured it was, it was yesterday already or the day before. Uh, your San Diego Sports Mount Rushmore. Who are your four guys? Give it to oh, us. Oh man, quick. are we just talking about athletes here? It could be anybody. Wow, that's really hard. I, I watched the show yesterday. I, I disagreed with quite a bit Three of them. Three of them. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken made it, didn't it? I that love was another the, Scanlon I love pick. the yeah. chicken. Scanlon put the chicken up I wish there. the chicken were here full time. I, I, I don't know. I put Coriel on there. I put Steve Fisher on there. I put Tony Gwynn on there. And I, I got to. 
I, no, I got to put Ted Williams above Junior. But Ted then we were talking about people who were born in San Diego and didn't. Right. You know, yeah. We don't have time for all yeah, that. I know. But, that's, right. but that's what I do just off the top just of my top head. Of your head. It's right. a tough one. It is. There's that's a lot. We, I mean, Bill Walton may be the greatest college player ever. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty hard. I'll tell you what's Maybe the saddest thing about that question, though. What's that? Is that there's really not more than seven or eight real candidates. No, there. there were more. We had well, remember when that came in? Yeah, we had we got the double digits for honestly. There. Yeah, yeah. Like guys that really belong in the conversation. We'll do in the off season. We'll do a Rushmore? whole show just on well, that. I, we can I, really I, break I, it okay. down. I mean, Lance Allworth belongs in the conversation. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there you, go. you know, All right. Willie O'Ree. All right. We're, we got to <laughs> cut it off. I said, I said real quick, guys. I said real quick. Thank you, I Nick. I love I that. do a hockey reference Thank for you, you, Nick, for your grades this week, as always, and for being on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. When we come back, we will have that interview with Luis Perdomo from earlier today. So don't go anywhere. This is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. And joining us now, the man who had, I think, his best start yet as a big leaguer in this what's been a meteoric rise of a season for him, Luis Perdomo. And joining us is the San Diego Padres interpreter, David Longley. Uh, Luis, how's it going? Welcome to Social Hour. Good. Bueno, pues bienvenido. ¿Cómo te va? No, muy bien, gracias a Dios, Javi. Trabajando. Yeah, I mean, everything's good. Happy to be here. And Working hard. And you came, like I said yesterday, the, probably the best start I think I think you've had. Seven innings, uh, the one run which was unearned, the one error you made at the end, but otherwise you were dominant. No walks, five strikeouts, everything looked good. Was that the start that you were most proud of so far this year? Bueno, él dice que la apertura, la, la salida de ayer fue la mejor en su opinión. Siete innings en blanco, o sea, una carrera pero sucia, eh, no base por bola. Así que sí, eso fue la mejor salida en tu opinión de este, este año. Sí, sí, en mi opinión en este año fue la mejor salida, tú sabes. Ya que me mantuve, me mantuve siempre atacando los bateadores y siempre tuve control de, de mi picheo. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think it was the best end of the year. I, I felt like I was attacking all the hitters, staying, staying on top of them and, and working hard with my pitches and executing. Now, be honest with me, Lewis, because you came in, obviously this is your first big league season. You came from pitching in single A, rule five guy. No one really had many expectations for you. What did you expect out of yourself this season? Did you think you'd have the success that you've had so far? Bueno, pues, ser sincero. Siendo un pitcher que el año pasado estaba en clase A, siendo un tipo de regla cinco, que no habían tantas expectativas para, o sea, tu éxito este año. Así que... ¿Qué, ¿Qué pensaste tú? Eh, ¿Cuáles fueron las expectativas tuyas antes de, o sea, cuando tú empezaste este año? Bueno, yo empecé este año, tú sabes, empecé trabajando y gracias a los, a los consejos que me dio Villanueva y me dio Ronnie, ellos me ayudaron mucho también y, sabes, con ellos aprendí muchas cosas y gracias a Dios estoy haciendo mi trabajo aquí. Yeah, no, I mean, <coughs> I, I came in really looking to learn and I, I, I was fortunate enough to have the, the guidance of Carlos Villanueva and Fernando Rodney, those, those two guys helped me a ton. Um, really helped me in terms of how I worked and you know, really happy to be here. That actually leads us to a couple of our questions that have come in from the fans on hashtag PadresSH. The first one from Ed, uh, to what do you attribute, Luis, your rapid maturation? How much has it been Darren Balsley? How much has it been Fernando Rodney when he was here? Carlos Villanueva now that he is still here? Uh, who, I guess, has helped raise you as a, as a major leaguer this quickly? Bueno, vienen unas preguntas de, de fanático, ¿no? Y una de ellas es básicamente, ¿quién te ha ayudado, o sea, en tu maduración? Eh, hablando de, 
Darren Bowlesley, Carlos Villanueva, Fernando Rodney, esas personas, si tú puedes comentar, contarnos un poco de, de, de cómo han influido tu, tu progreso. Bueno, yo soy, en esta, ahora mismo yo soy mi mentor aquí, porque ellos me han ayudado mucho y siempre están conmigo, me dan muchos consejos y me hablan para que siempre vaya aprendiendo cada día y, tú sabes, para que yo pueda hacer mi trabajo. Yeah, I mean, all three of those guys, they're just always in my ear, always giving me advice, so they, they've had a big impact, um, always, always giving me, again, advice, telling me things to work on day to day, day in, day out, just little things, so they've, they've all had a very big impact on what I've done. So now this question from Juan Largo, which has come in, uh, obviously you've mentioned already what Fernando and Carlos have done for you. He wants to know, is, are they s is someone still in that role of mentor, or do you feel settled now that you can kind of call yourself a big leaguer and feel comfortable saying that? Bueno, otra pregunta que tiene que ver con ese tema es si hay alguien que, que todavía sigue como mentor, ¿no? O ya si te sientes cómodo siendo un jugador de grande liga y no necesita, necesita eso tanto. No, no, tú sabes, uno que esté aquí, uno tenga varios años, lo que sea, uno tiene que tener alguien, alguna persona que nos ayude. Porque tú sabes, uno, nunca, uno siempre tiene que estar enfocado trabajando cada día, tú sabes. Bosley me ha ayudado bastante, Villanueva también. Todo, todo, y mi compañero también me ha ayudado porque tú sabes, yo vengo de clase a media y no lo mismo dar ese salto de clase a, de clase a media a grande liga, tú sabes que es un poco difícil. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just a lot of people at this point, you know, people who have had some time here, who have had some years in the big leagues. There are a lot of people helping me again. Darren Balsley has helped me a ton. Carlos Nueva has helped me a ton. And it's just a, a lot of my teammates who have been in my year um, because it's a big jump. It's a big jump from class A to the big league. So it, the help has come from a lot of different places. Now you are still a rookie though. So I got to ask, do they still give you a hard time? Or are you still carrying bags on the road? Any pranks like that? Any still rookie stuff you have to go through? Bueno, pues como quieras tú sigues como un novato, ¿no? Así que si la gente sigue relajando contigo, si tú tienes que traer o, o llevar los bultos o esas cosas cuando estamos de viaje, o okay, ¿cómo, ¿cómo es ser novato? Bueno, tú sabes, yo como quiera me lo gozo, aunque ellos, ¿sabes? Me manden a un mandado o lo que sea, yo lo hago sin, 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 sin ningún problema. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that happens, but I enjoy it at the end of the day, you know, no matter what, if they send me to do something, I have fun with it, and I enjoy it, so it's, it's good. I'm sure, though, if you keep pitching better and better as the year goes on, you get less of that to worry about, too. So that's uh, performance helps, I'm sure, right? Dice que seguro que lo mejor que tú piches, lo menos que hagan eso. Así que si tú sigues jugando bien, no te van a hacer eso. No, no, y tú sabes, eso a mí no me molesta, aunque ellos me manden a lo que sea y haga lo que sea, me evitan, eso a mí no me molesta. Yo lo que me siento contento por estar aquí. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me regardless, you know, even if they're sending me again to do random things, it doesn't bother me. I'm just, I'm happy to be here. I do got to ask you, what's been your favorite part? Because a lot of guys, as you go up the minor leagues, the stadiums get nicer and the travel gets better and the cities get more fun. You went from single A all the way up to the big leagues. What's been the most fun thing? What have you enjoyed the most now that you're at this level so quickly? Bueno, pues, ¿cuál ha sido la cosa más divertida en tu opinión? Porque dice... Eso es el salto de nuevo, tú vas viajando a ciudades mejores, ¿no? eh, estadios mejores, eh, comida, lo que sea. Todas las cosas de nivel de grande liga son distintos, son mejores. Sí. Eh, así que, ¿cuál ha sido la cosa más divertida en tu opinión? Bueno, la cosa más divertida que en mi opinión es, tú sabes, es llegar aquí a San Diego. San Diego, tú sabes, es una ciudad muy bonita, el estadio súper lindo también. Las personas son, los fanáticos son muy, apoyan mucho aquí el deporte. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'd have to go with San Diego being my, my favorite part. I think it's a beautiful city, uh, the stadium is awesome as well, and the fans are always out here supporting us, so I, I think San Diego is really what makes it. That's a good answer, Luis. That's a pro answer <laughs> like you're a veteran already. Uh, last thing, obviously it's a big league workload. How's the arm feeling? How's the health? 
for the rest of the season. What can we expect from you in terms of workload the rest of the year? Bueno, pues también es un trabajo de Grande Liga, ¿no? También, así que cómo estás a brazo y, y qué se puede esperar de Luis Perdomo para el resto del año. Tú sabes, yo me siento, gracias a Dios, tú sabes, me siento muy bien y estoy muy saludable, tú sabes, lo que tengo que seguir, seguir trabajando y manteniéndome cada oportunidad que tenga en el de estar a los mitos, dar lo mejor de mí y, y, y aportar mi reino de, de arena. Yeah, I mean, thankfully I'm feeling really good right now. My, my arm feels good, feel healthy, and I think the biggest thing is just to go out and work hard with every opportunity, every start I have going forward and, and, and continuing to improve. All right, Luis Perdomo off his best start of the year, hopefully the first of many, many more to come. Thank you, Luis, and thank you, David, for joining thank us. You. Thank All right, that's Luis Perdomo here on the Padres Social Hour. Make sure that you join us for the final Padres Beer Fest of the season presented by Southwest Airlines. Be at Petco Park for happy hours starting at 5 p.m. for live music and $5 beers from some of San Diego's best breweries. That's Friday, September 9th, and then you can stay for the action as the Padres face the Rockies at 740. Get your tickets at Padres.com slash party. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour, getting you set for that 7-10 first pitch between the Padres and the Cubs. Our thanks again to Nick Canepa and to Luis Perdomo. And now we keep the awesome guest carousel going. Peter Seidler is here, managing partner of the Padres. Welcome back, Peter. How are you doing? Hey, thank you. Some round of applause. That's always nice. <laughs> thank you for weaving in the word awesome. I don't get that very often. <laughs> That's what you are to us. Now, it's always a pleasure having you here and talking uh, anything and everything Padres universe. Since last time we had you on, there's been a lot that's gone on. Had an all-star game here, for one. Had uh, the international signing period kicked off, a bunch of trades. I mean, a whole lot of stuff. What's, what's the last month been like for you? Well, um, a couple things. It's, it's amazing because I come on your show about once a month. Sure. And it's amazing how much in the world of baseball and in the world of the Padres changes from month to month. Um, and I look at the change as steps of progress. But we had a great all-star uh, period of time after you know a ton of preparation um, by so many people in the Padre organization as well as in the city, uh, the, the the mayor's office, the police department, all of our executives, headed by Ron Fowler and Mike D, just um, did extraordinary work to organize it in a way that we felt great, but still before the five days of the of uh, the All Star festivity started. I just was worried that something unexpected would happen. You know, Mike <laughs> Stanton would take the wrong turn on the way to the home run derby. <laughs> Who knows yeah. And fortunately, it just came off great. It was exciting. And um, in, in the back of our minds, we are already thinking, hey, when can we do this again? Because it was a great celebration of baseball and a celebration of San Diego. And... Um, uh, here we are. You know, we won three out of four over the weekend, and uh, uh, right outside our window here is um, is the left field uh, seats, the left field outfield seats, and there's tons of uh, Padre fans out there, as well as uh, a, a healthy dose of Cub fans. <laughs> there, is a size of, there is a sizable <laughs> contingent, and a loud contingent as well. Yeah. But they're all out there trying to catch home runs and batting yeah. practice, yeah. and 
I will remind the Cub fans that in Chicago not too long ago, we took two out of three in that series. Yeah, <laughs> including a double uh, let's, do it, let's do yeah. it again right here. That yeah. sounds good. Peter, a collective sigh of relief after the All-Star game. I mean, like you said, everybody in the organization did so much to get it done, and it came off so incredibly well. Do you, do you get a moment to sort of rest and, and enjoy the glow? Probably afterwards? more so in the offseason, and okay. as time goes on, I think people will really look back at this All-Star game and the festivities as really – you know, again, being just a great celebration of San Diego and baseball. And, yeah. you know, we had Will Myers out there doing his thing. Um, but things move so fast. You know, the All-Star uh, game is over and a quick exhale. And then we're ready for the second half of the season. And as uh, the world of baseball now knows, we've been very busy the past uh, <laughs> couple of months with uh, – U.S. amateur drafting and signing uh, a whole lot of uh, signing of high ceiling international prospects, and we've been uh, wheeling and dealing in the trade market as well. Let's talk about that because obviously a big part of that was uh, financial flexibility, especially international spending. I mean, uh, north of $65 million now allotted to that. How important, obviously, A.J. Preller has given countless interviews talking about how important it was to have that financial backing from ownership at what point did you guys really buy into this being part of AJ's plan and essentially signing off on what has been an unprecedented summer in personnel moves for the franchise? Well, um, AJ's been here for two years now, and, and I think one, one little um, but significant part of what AJ's done for our organization that does not get talked about is on day one when he started here, he started building the foundation of management so that when the time came and we had a lot of really high ceiling players in our system that we would have the coaches and the player development professionals and the best possible scouts that we could have. And I think um, probably uh, the first year of AJ's regime was more about building the foundation of the teachers. And, you know, to use that analogy, I think now we have the students. You know, we've, we have all all of these um, really talented baseball players from around the world, Taiwan and Mexico and Cuba and Dominican Republic, Venezuela, USA, you name it. And we're gonna do our best as an organization to teach them to be great baseball players and also to teach them to be solid contributing citizens, um, whether they're in San Diego or in San Antonio or in, or in El Paso or, or any of our minor league cities. But as much effort goes into developing the person really as, as the baseball player because we find a lot of kids. We have a lot of 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds that in the best of circumstances are years away from playing at PECO. Um, we also have a lot of, you know, 20 to 23-year-olds that are starting to really knock on the door and um, we, we've seen a lot of our rookies, you know, it's, it's starting now. You know, we have um, exciting rookies that, um, that people are talking about. And, and the way that, um, so a long-winded way maybe uh, <laughs> to answer your question, but the planning started two years ago. And I think the targeting uh, on July of 2016 just accelerated over the past couple of years. And the timing was right. It, it, was, it was a year in which a lot of the um, big spending uh, franchises as, as it relates to international amateur talent were out of the market this year. 
and it was also the year in which you know the key to uh, Cuba baseball players was unlocked, and these players were allowed to come and, and uh, play in our system. So I think we timed it right, and now you know the hard work begins to really uh, coach these young uh, human beings to to be as great as they can be. You know, there's always the variable, too, <coughs> when it comes to trades because you can anticipate a little bit who might be in the draft and, and even some of the international signings, but when it comes to trades, you have no idea what the value of your guys are going to be or what's available out there. Yeah. Uh, AJ was pretty dynamic in, in moving some of those big contracts and bringing some talent back. Well, it's, it's um, the, 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 the trade market uh, between clubs is, is always fluid because – you know, we can have our interests in this player or that player, but it never ceases to be a surprise, you know, the incoming call that will ask for whoever, maybe somebody that we did not expect to be as, um, as hot a trade candidate, uh, but all it takes is one team. And, you know, that, that flows both ways. Um, and I, I think, you know, we're, we're headed to a point where we're going to have a stable, homegrown roster of Padres um, but there's always going to be trades from time to time yeah, yeah. what's your assessment now Peter because obviously you mentioned it's the beginning <coughs> of the waves now are coming up uh, but there is still a lot to be done waiting on these 16 year olds 17 year olds for a few more years the assessment of the on-field product right now obviously coming off a great weekend but you look at the uh, that series in Tampa for example still some struggles what's your assessment of what you're seeing when you watch this team on the field as currently constituted I, I love the aggressiveness and the passion and the smiles um, <laughs> that, that we're seeing on our players right now. I think that's what, um, as an organization, we have heard from our fans. You know, sh show me some gritty guys that love to play baseball. Um, and my, my friend uh, Ron Fowler has kind of uh, coined the word dirtbaggers. Yeah, you know? he's used that a couple <laughs> times I've seen and read and heard. Yeah. Um, I could not embrace that word anymore. You know, we, we love to see our guys with their uniforms dirty, you know, s sliding head first, diving in the outfield for a ball, you name it. Uh, you, know, you know, every day, tonight as an example, there's one baseball game that we're going to play. All we can do is one game. And Andy Green and his coaches will have our players ready um, to compete against the best team in baseball tonight and tomorrow and Wednesday afternoon. And, um, you know, even little things. You know, we, um, we, play, um, we play the Cubs, and we're going to see their three best pitchers. We want their best. You know, we want our um, young players to see what it takes to compete at the very highest level. And, uh, we, again, we beat them two out of three in Chicago. There's no reason why we can't, you know, let's win tonight and, and take it <laughs> one game at a time. It's a good start. I like it. When you think of the dirtbaggers, I think of Jankowski. He's one of the – He's the poster boy for this. dirty right? within yeah. the first inning or two normally, isn't it? Right. I mean, oh, yeah. He, he's so fun to watch. Hey, you know, Peter, we talked a few months ago about the importance of this period in terms of the draft, the international draft. Uh, the trades and everything. It was really going to set the foundation for the future. A lot of it has passed. There's still more work to be done. But as you sit here now, is it turning out sort of how you expected in terms of the, the amount of talent that you've been able to bring in? It's, it's turned out how we hoped. Okay. Um, you, you just don't know. Um, and remember, the international signing period is um, roughly 11 and a half months. I think, you know, the, the, the window opened on July 1st or 2nd, and it goes until June, uh, I think, 15th of next year. And we hope to find some more um, players. Now, probably most of the best players as it relates to 
international kids have been signed by mm -hmm. one club or another, but there's still some out there. And, um, you know, we still turn over every rock to find the one that, that maybe, you know, was playing soccer but also played baseball and people missed or who knows yeah. what. Um, so um, <clears throat> it, has, it has worked out as we had hoped, but um, – and, and we're very, you know, pleased with that because we weren't certain about anything in, until, um, until last month. And now we ha we've inked a lot of players. We're al already training them. And, and one thing I think that – you can look, look uh, for an announcement soon. Uh, the first and second week of October, and I think the date might be um, October 7th or so, but we're going to bring all of our, or virtually all of our top prospects here. I'm guessing like 35 of our top 40 prospects of all ages and have three or four days of exhibition games uh, where our fans can come out and see the future Padres. Um, and it, it'll be really special. I mean, uh, from, from what I hear, because I haven't seen any of the, these uh, uh, kids yet myself, uh, but from what I hear, they're, you know, phenomenally gifted, very, very young. I mean, I see their pictures, and, you know, they look like high school kids <laughs> from, from around here. Right. Um, but they have a special talent, and we're going to do the best we can to pull it out of them. And uh, I think a lot of our fans are going to come out and want to see these guys, and it'll be in early October. That's pretty exciting. That's going to be awesome, yeah. yeah we've never done that before, and it, it's, yeah. a, it's a Preller, you know, brainstorm and part of AJ's structure, of, you know, and for the, for the prospects, they get a chance to s see and feel what it's like yeah. to be in Petco Park. Yeah. Where you know, hopefully we're like it'll be home yeah, for yeah. many years to come. Exactly. Well, Peter Sauter, thank you very much. Mm. I'm sure we'll talk to you again before that, and looking forward to that as well. So much appreciated your time as always. Yeah, Mike, thank you, Bob. Thanks, always Peter. great to see you, my you, friend. Yeah, yeah, you all right, that's all Peter right. Seiler, managing Thanks. partner from yeah. San Diego Padres. Also at Petco Park, the four Back by popular demand is Star Wars Day on Thursday, September 8th, when the Padres take on the Rockies. Purchase a special theme game ticket package and receive a Jedi Andy Green bobblehead. The Force is strong and handy, too. Tickets available exclusively at Padres.com slash theme games. We're back with a look at tonight's lineup for Game 1 against the Cubs. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. All right, less than an hour away from first pitch, Padres and Cubs. Our thanks again. Man, we got the starting battery back. So many guests today. I know, it's from Dizzy. Yeah, hey, I, feel, I feel better about the again. Padres' future whenever he's on the show, though. He has that... That, that magnetism and, and well, not only that but what he's saying makes sense it's the right way to do it that's the thing he's a bright guy and he's very pragmatic about everything and when you start he's good at explaining what's going on and it's not just the smoke screen it's yeah. like you know there's a reason we're doing what we're doing and he's able to explain what, what he was talking about with AJ in terms of you know developing the, the, the coaches and get those guys in place so that when you bring in the talent they can do what you need them to do. That's yeah, a, that's having a plan, yeah. but then also explaining it, yeah. and he's great at both. All right, time now for tonight's lineup, presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Leading off, it is that uh, prototypical uh, dirtbagger, as he was saying, Travis Jankowski out in center field. Alexi Ramirez playing shortstop with that second, with Will Myers trying to snap out of that slump, batting third at first base. Alex Dickerson cleans up in left. Christian Bethencourt does the catching, with Patrick Kivlihan playing in right and batting sixth. He's hot. And Adam Rosales at third base, bat seventh. Luis Sardinas, who was just called up today, plays second and bats eighth with Edwin Jackson pitching. Jabari Blash, by the way, going on the DL with a finger strain to make rooms for Sardinas on the roster. 
Picks another our Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. Now, yesterday, it's on you, Chris. I told Bob in the press box, Jankowski hit that home run. That was your pick. I said, hey, looking good. Kivlahan, though, came back and had himself a two-for-two two day with three runs yep. scored. They always no. against you. But no. I still give it a point. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I had to go in there for a second. I was done. I had to go That's because I've been <laughs> complaining <laughs> about it bitterly. No, oh Jankowski's home run was the game decider. Kivlahan had a day. It was it was nothing nothing. Jankowski made it two nothing in the Padres. It was his one, runs and actually won the game. Exactly. Thank you. So very that was much. my choice. All right. I had to go in there for a second. <laughs> so right, today, we're still though, down by like thirty five. Yeah, it's so. still a That's seventeen right. point deficit. Yeah. But Chris, you get the first pick today, so you get to trim Dickerson owns got. the Cubs. Right? Yeah, he had that a grand slam in Chicago. Wrigley. Yeah. All right, I'll go Dickerson. Go with Dickerson. Well well rested Will Myers. There you go. Trying to thaw it out. All right, so it's Dickerson versus Myers in our Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up on this Monday evening edition of Padres Social Hour. Don't go anywhere. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Tomorrow we're back again at 5.30. Bill Center and Jesse Agler. We finally give Bob Scanlon a day off oh. after three straight appearances. I don't need a day. I'm ready to go, Coach. No, you, no, you, need, you, need, a day okay. to, you need a day off to shave. It's, oh, no, no, it's, it's winning now. It's winning. It's winning. It's it brought home you. a series win, did it not? <laughs> right. Hey, we have around. to. I mean, whenever the Padres play the Cubs, we got to get a little a little Cub busting in, right? So East Coast right. time. Fair enough. Anytime I'm sure we get a chance to put this up, we love it. I can't believe how long ago that was, but I do. 22 I mean, years. Yeah. Or 32 no, years. 32. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At my math. But I can still remember that weekend like it was just yesterday. Yeah. Man, just, just one of the greatest. That's the greatest moment in Padre history was that weekend. Sorry, Cubs. Lee Arthur Smith coming in, giving up the goods. Well, just everything yeah, that happened. Sutcliffe had the lead. Yep, uh, the ball yep. went through the legs of Durham. Tony Gwynn hit the hot shot that got past Sandberg. Uh, Garvey had the night. On Saturday night with five hits, and including Chris, the game-winning home as run. As Chris has already prophesized, there's more heartbreak for the Cubs. That's right. We saw the, we saw the, the heartbreak firsthand in 1984, and we've been seeing it ever since. <laughs> Chris, thanks for swinging by. Bob, thanks for your great work these last three days. It's been fun, Mike. Again. Always sure, good yeah. talking about you, my friend. Mine. Thank you, Blooper, for being on the controls. You did a great job today, too, Mike. Thank, that's really the good first job. time he said that all year. Wow. August 22nd, he finally says something nice. Thanks to you for watching. See ya! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.